The A's are two and one in spring training games so far and have looked good. We're going to talk about some of the highlights of this spring training so far today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 535 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about Saturday's game. We're talking about Sunday's game. We're going to give you a couple of things from Monday's game because uh, not, not a lot of good things happened in that one. But somebody had a great game, and I'm going to tell you about why you should be excited about Lawrence Butler. Oh, couldn't even keep that one under my hat for just a minute. Lawrence Butler, what a game. What a spring he's having through, you know, a, a handful of at-bats. Small sample size. Gotta love it. Uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you are on YouTube currently, make sure to hit like, make sure to leave a comment, and make sure to subscribe down below. Um, here's a comment for you guys. Um, if you don't know what to comment down below, tomorrow we're going to be doing a segment on just irrational hot takes through three games of spring training. These are two and one. They've looked decent for the most part. I know that it took them a while to get a hit on Monday, but they've looked decent, especially in the two wins. What are your irrational hot takes for the A's in 2023? Leave a comment down below and we'll read them on air on tomorrow's show. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's or SI.com slash MLB slash athletics. <laughs> Just follow Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter and then you never miss an article that way. It's it's very simple. Follow me at ByJasonB. You never miss an article. It's just easier than typing in the URL, I think, personally. So just follow us on social media. But let's talk about the A's start to the spring. Uh, first off, Ramon Laureano, uh, after reporting to spring uh, spring training in uh, October, <laughs> like just days after the season uh, ended, uh, he reported to camp and started working on his conditioning and his strength training and all that stuff. And uh, he got a hit in his first at-bat. That had to feel Real, real good after putting in, what, four months of training to get ready for this time period of this year. And I uh, got a hit in his first at-bat. It's the only one that he has so far. He's one for five. But hey, it's spring training and it's been five at-bats. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's fine. I, I still think that it... I, I'm buying what he was telling reporters at the beginning of spring training. I, the amount of work that he put in I'm buying that. Uh, also, uh, the radio broadcast on Saturday, I believe, said that Nick Allen added 10 pounds of muscle. I'm intrigued to see what that 10 pounds of muscle does uh, because Nick Allen, very good player defensively. Let's see if he can start hitting some jacks. I want to hear. I want to see Nick Allen hit some jacks in 2023. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that going to become uh, this year's Jed Lowry as a vampire? Uh, Nick Allen hitting jacks. I don't know. So things just happen. Anyways, uh, for uh, newer listeners, uh, in 2021, I believe, I called uh, Jed Lowry a vampire because he would go on a tear, a, an absolute tear, every time uh, somebody else went on the IL. So it, it seemed like he was getting his powers from other members of his team going on the IL. And then Jed Lowry would just have a great game. And so I called him a vampire, and that, that really stuck because... That was a storyline for, like, months. Every time. It didn't matter how long they'd been it. Anybody who went on the IL. Jed Lowry. Big game incoming. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Saturday's game. And what I think had A's fans most excited about spring training so far. First game of the season. Five innings into... Not even five. Not even a full five innings into spring. A's fans were jacked. Just like, <laughs> just like Nick Allen now. Um... The, the fifth inning, I thought, was a preview of what could be to come in Oakland before long. And so I think that a lot of fans were very excited. J.J. Blade let it off with a walk. Tyler Soderstrom, the A's number one prospect, singled. Jace Peterson, he, he's not going to be there long term, but, you know, still, he's he's got a two-year deal. That's fine. His his nickname, On Base Jace. Uh, he, he proved that in sa on Saturday's game, or in Saturday's game. Uh, he went one for one with a double and two RBI. He doubled. He doubled. That was the, where the double came from, was in the fifth. Denzel Clark, the A's number 13 prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, he was hit by a pitch. <laughs> so, not, not like the best showing in this realm of things, but uh, hey, he participated and he got on base. Uh, Zach Geloff, number three prospect, according to Pipeline, he had a single. And that one uh, scored Tyler Soderstrom. And then Kevin Smith, he came off the bench. He had a two-run single uh, and also played shortstop for Nick Allen and his muscles. Um, <laughs> and then Lawrence Butler, who's having a great spring, uh, the number 17 prospect on pipeline. He had a two-run double in that inning. J just right there. Five-run inning for the A's. All guys that are, except for Jace Peterson, yeah, and Kevin Smith, because he's had too much playing time, but uh, still a young guy looking to cement his his role with the A's. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in the second segment. Uh, that a lot of guys that could be on the Oakland A's as soon as next year, potentially, at some point next year. Uh, but that, that's a lot of guys doing some good things very early on. It was a nice glimpse into what could be the future for the Oakland A's. Uh, Lawrence Butler, I, that was his that was his one game. Since then, he is uh, three for four this spring. He had a great game on Monday. He had a double and a home run, an oppo taco, an opposite field taco, if you will. And he knew that thing was gone too. He just poked that one out to to left field. Uh, that was uh, that was a nice blast. He had a great game. He had the, he broke up the no no in the seventh inning against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he's three for four, two doubles, a home run, three RBIs, and eight. Hundred on base percentage. He's doing. He's doing really good. He's an electric factory, as somebody in the in the comments said. Electric factory. He has the it factor, and uh, I am very excited. Whenever Lawrence Butler comes to the plate, or he's just on the field, or he's in the game. Heck, if he's at the stadium, I'm excited. I want to watch more Lawrence Butler when he is on the TV, and uh, I think that that is something that the A's haven't had in a minute. Um, I, I mean, they've had good players like Chapman and Olsen, but they were like defensive wizards who, you know, 
did good things. But uh, Lawrence Butler has has some, as the kids say, drip about him. And uh, I, I like watching him play. And I'm very intrigued to see how he develops. Monster year could be incoming for Lawrence Butler in Double A Midland. Uh, he's we're, we're going to talk about him a little bit on tomorrow's episode, I think. We're going to do a little bit more research into the Lawrence Butler experience and, uh, you know, see, see what we got here. Because so far, three games, really enjoying watching Lawrence Butler. But let's talk a little bit about some other guys that are going to be on the A's team this year. Ryan Noda, he doubled off the wall on Saturday. It bounded up against, it bounced and then hit the wall, but... Still, double off the wall. Um, and then he hit a home run on Sunday. Very nice beginning to his uh, his spring training. He also walked on Monday. Uh, Freddie Tarnock, he touched 26. He was acquired in the Sean Murphy deal with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he started the third inning on Saturday uh, with a walk and a single and then retired six straight, including two strikeouts. Looked very, very good. One of the most impressive performances of the spring so far. Uh, and then the, I mean, the other guy who had the most impressive performance, I, I would say, is Kyle Muller, who went two innings, gave up two hits, a walk, struck out four guys, and uh, the changeup seemed to be working very well for him. It, this was a radio-only broadcast, so I was going off of what Johnny Daskow said, and uh sounded like the changeup was getting some swings and misses. Um, and also, uh, Martin Gallegos reported after the game that he's been working more on getting more horizontal shape to, or, you know, more horizontal ride to his slider, which, as we talked about last week, uh, and I wrote about at Inside the A's, that's something that he needs in order for his fastball and his slider to tunnel more effectively. And he, he needs one and a half inches of horizontal run, you know, difference in his horizontal run. Uh, he needs that to, to break a little bit more, and that's what he's doing. That could lead to him having a good tunnel, which could lead to him having a much better season in the big leagues when he makes it. So watch out for Kyle Muller. If that tunnel's working, <laughs> watch out. Uh, also, if you get to that vertical thing uh, dropping a little bit less, I believe, uh, he could have a, a super effective tunnel, and he could turn into Robbie Ray of 2021, who was, in fact, an AL Cy Young winner, Talked about that all on, I believe, the last episode of the show. So go back and listen to that one, because good stuff in there. Um, also, uh, Adam Aller, he he gave up a home run on his first pitch that he threw of this spring on Sunday. I don't mean to laugh at Adam Aller. I just thought that it was funny that it was the first pitch. Um, but otherwise, he had the same line as Kyle Muller. He had, uh, you know, three uh, hits allowed overall. He had the home run given a uh, uh, He had the home run given up, so he allowed one run. But he also struck out four, and he walked one. Not a bad line overall for Adam Aller. Um, Shea Langoliers, three for three with a home run, two uh, a double, two RBI, and a run scored in his only action so far this spring. Estory Ruiz, uh, he went 0 for 2 with two walks and two runs. He showed off the speed. Uh, this was, again, a game that was not televised. It was not on MLB.tv. Um, but according to what happened, uh, he... It was supposed to be like a hit and run, and he was running towards second, and then there was a little dink, and he slid in. He slid in a second. Then there was a little bloop, and uh, it wasn't a, a hard hit ball by any means. And he still made it to third. He still ran over to third. Uh, it might have been close, but he went first to third on a little bloop. Sure, he was running on the play, but it's not like he was just running all the way through. He's got some speed, and that's all they... It's not all they talked about during the game on Monday, but uh, they talked about it a lot. It's Ruiz got a lot of speed. And also, um, the A's assistant GM, Feinstein, 
uh, he was saying, they had a little clip from him, that the A's are very much looking forward to just letting him run loose in Oakland this season. So uh, I think that it's got to be something to be excited about, I think. Last guy that we got to touch base on here real quick. New addition, Jesus Aguilar. He went two for three with a two RBI and a run. He drove home two in the first inning on Saturday or on Sunday. And so uh, lots of guys hitting baseballs real good. Not a lot of guys hit baseballs real good on, on Monday, except for a Lawrence Butler. He was fantastic. Uh, but, you know, hey, some, some guys did some okay things. Cal Stevenson hit a triple. Why not? Uh, but coming up on the show, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you why... You should be more excited about Kevin Smith than you probably are. I realized just a couple of days ago that uh, I I am very high on Kevin Smith heading into 2023, but I haven't been talking about it enough. I don't think that I've gotten other people excited about Kevin Smith. So that's what we're doing coming up on the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Those are two good words, real and chocolate. Put that on a protein bar. You got you got me listening, at the very least. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't even need to wait around to get a box. If you're heading out to spring training, all you can do, all, all you have to do, Let's go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club. You don't have to wait around for a box and be like, oh, I didn't put in my Bill Bar order. No, no, no. You can just get them on the way to spring training. That's fine. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bill Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're closer to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Coming your way whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Um, and also just follow Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter. I, I believe we're one shy of 400 uh, followers on, on Twitter, so... The next one's 400. Go, go do that. Also, we are trying to get to 1,000 subs on YouTube. So if you're already subbed, thank you so much. If you have not already, please, if you've made it this far, may as well just subscribe to the podcast now because uh, you're going to love it. And also, uh, if you've already subscribed, uh, leave a comment down below. Give us your A's hot takes for the 2023 season based off of the, the way that they've started spring training. Are they going to go 162-0? and Who's going to be the team MVP? What, what do you got in store? Who's... Who's going to break out based off of the first three games of A-Spring training? Let us know down in the comments below. But let's talk about one guy that I'm very excited about that I have not been talking about enough by my own estimation. That's my bad. But Kevin Smith, we need to talk about him because uh, I think that he could be good. I, I was high on him heading into last season. He, he, didn't, he didn't do very great. He, he wasn't great. But he did play excellent defense. And I think that, uh, you know, I think he's good. I want to give him a shot. We're going to see what happens here. But uh, he started the season last year 0 for 16. And every day I was like, he, he's going to get that hit. He's going to get that hit. And then he's going to turn it around. And he kind of sort of did. Uh, not like in a big way, but he kind of sort of did. He was a little bit better once he got that hit. But you could see that he 
it, it felt like he was pressing a little bit to get that hit, to make that a big impression with his new team. Because remember, uh, there was a lockout, and then he reported the camp with the A's and was playing in a game with his new team two days later. And I know that that's not like abnormal for baseball players to do that all the time, but that's that's a big upheaval. He went from ha going to Florida to going to Arizona, having to find a place to live, having to change all of those things. Two days. He had two days. That's a big life change. And now he's been able to settle in a little bit more. Uh, granted, he's, he didn't fully stay in the majors all last season. He also wasn't great for a couple of months in Las Vegas, but he finished on fire. He finished absolutely on fire. Uh, but in 47 games with the A's, he hit 180 with a 216 on base. His defense was very, very solid, as I alluded to. In one-third of a season, 47 games, a little bit less than a third of a season, uh, he produced three outs above average on baseball savants over the over the a full season. Over If you just triple that number, that's nine outs above average. That is the equivalent of Manny Machado, who just signed a, a monster deal with the San Diego Padres. I know that he does some things with the bat, too, but that's a monster deal. Manny Machado, according to outs above average, number three third baseman in all of baseball. Uh, that's it's not bad company. Gotta say, that's really good defense on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, in September in Vegas, he hit 365 with a 405 on base, 11 home runs, 19 runs batted in. He was very, very good in that month in Las Vegas. Obviously, it's the PCL, it's AAA, and he hadn't done a, a bunch before that, but that's a monster month. That puts you back on the A's radar heading into a season like this one, into 2023, when... Third base, still not spoken for. Maybe, I mean, he also saw him take over at shortstop uh, for, uh, was it Nick Allen that started that game? Doesn't matter. No, actually, I think it was Aladmus Diaz that started that game on Sunday that he got into. No, no. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was on Saturday. Um, it, it. Anyways, he played shortstop. He, he's a natural shortstop. He also plays a very, very good third base. So there's that. Versus left-handed pitchers, and this is where I, I put him on my roster, uh, my my opening day roster that I uh, predicted about a month ago now at Inside the A's. Uh, I, I put him on my roster because I thought that he would be able to platoon very nicely with Jace Peterson at third base versus lefties. Remember, he hit 180 with a 216 on base in the big leagues last year. But against left-handers, he hit 260 with a 296 on base, and that was good for a 116 WRC plus. 100 is league average. He was 16% above league average against lefties. So if you're looking for a spot to play Kevin Smith, that that's that's his spot right there. That is his role right there. Put him against lefties. Let him play defense. Arguably one of the best. Let's call him a top five defender at third base with a 16% uh, above league average against lefties? Yeah, that's a very productive player. Get excited about Kevin Smith, because that's when he wasn't hitting the ball well. He was still 16% above league average. He, he could even turn into a, uh, I don't know, an everyday player? Because Jace Peterson, also versatile. He can play wherever you want him to. Aladmus Diaz can play wherever you want him to. They have a lot of guys that can play a lot of positions, and it's because of guys like Kevin Smith who may come into their own in 2023 that they might have to reconfigure their roster. So watch out. Kevin Smith, I, I know that he hasn't done, you know, a bunch since the first two at-bats that he had in spring, but it, he's had like three cents, so it's fine. Uh, and also, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the Kevin Smith experience 
this season. Uh, also, last year, he had a 322 Woba against lefties, which is roughly the equivalent of Dalton Varsho, who was traded for the best catching prospect in all of baseball this offseason. So that's a, that's a good comp, I would say. Uh, Seth Brown, another very, very solid player. He was 47% above league average in the second half. It's a good player. Also, Luis Robert. Would you like to have Luis Robert on your team? Well, that's Kevin Smith against lefties, so watch out for him. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, there, there's some stats there that even while he was not doing very well at the big league level with the A's, the Kevin Smith that we saw last year, he was still actually kind of good in certain situations. So I think that the A's are going to give him another shot at third base in a platoon with Jace Peterson. And uh, I think it's going to be a big upgrade over what the A's got out of third base last season where uh, they put up a 63 WRC+. Again, league average is 100. That was 37% below league average. And now this season, they could be 16% above when Kevin Smith is at the hot corner. Get excited about Kevin Smith, you guys. Uh, coming up, we're just going to... Just some random notes. We got some James Caprillian notes. We got some notes about tomorrow's spring training game coming up on the show. So uh, stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Uh, at Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook, too. Uh, the Facebook one, I, I update much less frequently because there's like 14 followers and nobody really, it's my family. So it doesn't really matter over there. But I will, if people follow that page, I will update that Facebook page. I, sw I, I will do it. You watch. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's talk about just some headlines from spring training real quick. Just the first couple of days of spring games. Um, I mentioned this a little bit before, but uh, after a start on Sunday, Kyle Muller said that he was working on a new slider with more horizontal movement. He needs one and a half inches of horizontal movement in order to achieve an effective tunnel. And if you don't know what tunneling is or why it's important, uh, I talked about it on, was it Tuesday's episode with Kent, uh, about Ken Waldachuk and why what he was doing could be a big factor for him. And also, I talked about it in the Kyle Muller episode. So uh, either of those ones, you'll get kind of the same, not the same information by any means. There's a lot more detail in the uh, Ken Waldachuk one. But if you're looking for Kyle Muller specific, uh, go, just go back and listen to that one. Because tunneling, it, here, here's what I, I believe I said last episode. Tunneling is the difference between uh, or having a, a perfect tunnel, uh, having great horizontal, vertical, and uh, separation of miles per hour, having a perfect tunnel, the, the right formula right there was the difference between Robbie Ray being a Cy Young winner in 2021 and being a league average pitcher in 2022. So if you don't think tunneling is important, there you go. That That's why it's important, you guys. And if you don't have even an effective tunnel, if you don't have two of those three factors, then uh, you, you might not be doing very good. You might have like a five ERA. So just saying, tunneling's important. Go learn about it in the last couple of episodes. Um, also, I was uh, impressed with the number of runs that the A's are putting up without hitting home runs. Uh, they had put up, what, 23 runs, I believe, heading into Monday's game. Uh, they, they hit a home run on, and in, in, in route to score three runs on, uh, on Monday. But 23 runs, the first two games, two home runs. That's not bad. That's a lot of production by just making contact. 
And there are at least two uh, occasions where runs scored just because it was like a, a ground out or not, like nothing great happened, but they put the ball in play. The defense messed up or, you know, they, they got it into a double play or whatever, but they put the ball in play, which has been a big emphasis for the A's since September. All, not all, a lot, the majority, 80%, let's call it, of their acquisitions have been high contact guys. Some of these guys have speed, like Estuary Ruiz, um, but a lot of these guys make contact. They don't strike out more than 22% of the time at the, at the high end. Usually it's between 18 and 20. And that is an emphasis for the A's as of right now. So putting the ball in play does help. Uh, Christian Pache has put the ball in play a lot, but there's been a lot of grounders to the left side. And uh, there's been a lot of runners on first that have been thrown out at second, but he's been safe at first. So Christian Pache, making the team? I don't know. Uh, he has not impressed me the first three, three games or whatever he's played. He has not impressed me thus far. It's still very early, you guys. Still, still many, many weeks to go before Christian Pache is no longer with the team. Hopefully he makes it. Uh, also, Fuji, Shintaro Fujinami, he's getting the start on Tuesday, and this could be the first real test for the A's. I know that they, they got shut down pretty good by the Colorado Rockies on Monday, but I think that facing uh, Shohei Otani on Tuesday is going to be the first real test for the A's. That, that's a, He's like a, a Cy Young caliber pitcher that they're going to be facing. What does the A's offense do against them? Hopefully we see a lot of actual, you know, A's starters that we're expecting to see in 2023 get that get the start in this game against uh, Shohei Otani in, her, in his first uh, start of, the, of spring training because I, I want to see what we're up against here. Why not? And it'll be fun. There's They talked about it a lot uh, during the broadcast. There's going to be so much media on hand for Tuesday's game between Fuji and Otani. Very excited. Um, that one is going to be on MLB TV. So, and then we don't get another one for another few days. So make sure you watch this one. Uh, call out sick tomorrow, you guys. Um, also James Caprillion, uh, he threw a live bullpen on Sunday. Uh, his fastball set 93 to 94, according to Martin Gallegos. It said, uh, he also said that his slider looked sharp. Katze, this is according to Martin Gallegos, uh, thinks that there is enough time for him to build up and break camp in the rotation. That could have an impact on the A's rotation moving forward. Um, because if he wasn't going to be ready, then you probably got Waldachuk and Muller in the A's rotation to start the season. But if James Caprillian is ready, one of those two might not make it. So we'll see, I guess. Um, also, uh, on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be doing uh, the Irrational Hot Takes based off of the first three games of A's Spring Training. Make sure to leave those comments down below. But also, uh, I'll be talking about a little bit about uh, Drew Ruchinski. Sorry, it's not Drew Ruchinski anymore. They talked to him, apparently, and that's what it says on Baseball Reference. So I stand by me saying it like that for months now. Uh, it's Drew Rusinski, um, according to Drew Rusinski. So I got to work my way into learning that. Drew Rusinski... Um, he had his first outing, and uh, it didn't go great. He gave up uh, six hits and three runs, I believe. Uh, and But I'm going to wait and see what uh, the readings say, you know, uh, from the beat reporters and all that stuff, because I want to know what he thought about that. Was, was it the pitch clock? What was giving him a hard time? Was it just that he was making the adjustment from, uh, you know, playing in uh, the Korean League over to the States? What, what, what happened here? I want to know a little bit more before I talk about Drew Rosinski uh, and his start on Monday against the Rockies. But that's uh, that's coming up for you guys tomorrow. But uh, that's all that I have for you today. 
Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go on and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) 